Hello everyone, welcome to episode 49 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison, Jen, and Tess, Millie. Millie. Jen and Millie. (laughs) Okay, need to clarify. (laughs) Well, as opposed to Mel and Jenny. Mel and Jenny? Did you not see the package we received? No, we received a package. Wait a minute, I thought you saw it. No! It's back on my desk. It's from our friend from D.C. No way. Yeah, I got sent to the Lincoln office and it says Mel and Jen. Oh my gosh. And it's the Jackie Robinson story. Remember how she referred to him as the original yeah. teammate? Yeah, so sweet. Oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah, oh, it's our I it's our purple-haired, awesome yes. Wizard of Oz friend. Oh my gosh, Joan. Yes, Joan. So we um, got a package that went to the Lincoln office because I assume that's what pops up probably when you search for us. So anyway, that came... <laughs> Through the mail, and there is a whole email dialogue where one of the Lincoln coordinators reached out and said, I don't know who these people are, <laughs> and, I, and I don't know who Boomer is. <laughs> <laughs> no Because she refers to herself as Boomer because she's a baby Boomer. The, t- so the whole email dialogue is in there. Oh it goodness. is classic. Anyway, it's back on my desk. I thought because okay. of the cat blanket that oh, you no. had put it there. No. Oh, so oh side gosh. story, I just returned from a wonderful trip in Grand Lake and I'm not apparently not on vacation very often because once I leave on vacation, <laughs> people leave cat memorabilia all over the place because they know my strong dislike of okay. felines. So I get back and there's a cat. I mean, I don't even who would create this, but it's a cat beach towel. Beach towel. Yep. It oh, was draping beautiful. my seat and I knew exactly where it came from. Yep. How, so household. <laughs> because of that, I assumed that you had no, seen the package from our friend Joan. Oh. Um, and thanks, Joan, for thinking of us. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'll show so it to you back see what there. it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, my goodness. So Surprises what, of surprises. Surprises, surprises. Okay, so what do you love most about vacation? We've talked about vacation a few times on here um, in terms of what you like and what you like to do. I left my phone behind, mm. and I discovered a trick. And I'm sure that all of you on here know this trick, but I didn't. And it took me probably 45-minute session with Lauren to figure it out. But the, the do not disturb, Yeah. you can modify it mm-hmm. to say whatever you want it to say. And you can say do not disturb and say that you're driving even when you're not driving. So I modified yeah. it to say I am currently off the grid. And if there's an emergency, contact Kim. And yeah. Lauren said, well, what happens if they don't know Kim? And I said, then they shouldn't be texting me. <laughs> then it wouldn't be an emergency if you don't know Kim. <laughs> so I set that. And um, I also set my um, out of office to say I wasn't going to be looking at my, my phone. And I, yeah. I did fairly well. But I will say, Tess, one of the greatest learning pieces from this time away is how addicted I am to my phone. Absolutely. So it's good to truly be in the moment. Um, even times when we were sitting, you know, at dinner, or we were sitting uh, out appreciating nature. Sorry, girls, but they were on the phones. Mm-hmm. And then when you're not on your phone, you're even more no. cognizant. Oh, and you start kind of twitching because you don't know what to do with your hands or yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, so I just sat there and observed. I love it. So um, that was probably the best part. The second best part, 
always. I love hiking Adams Falls. It's a deeply spiritual experience for me. I've been going to Grand Lake for 10 years as respite. This was my 10th year. Um, Mm. And I love it there. And each year we try something new. We did try something new with the Sulphur Springs. I will not be doing that again. Um, Triggered all my germ issues. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Have you ever been? (laughs) I've been to spring, like hot springs before. Oh yeah, hot springs. So 15 pools of other people in them. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so like a hot tub without the Clorox. (laughs) It's like your worst nightmare. (laughs) It is. It was a hot tub without the Clorox with all kinds of things floating around in there and they were 110 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it stinks. So the first one we walked into is enclosed. Without, not out in nature, but enclosed, yeah. it's it stunk so bad. I said, if oh I have goodness. to be in here, it was like being, you've probably never seen the movie, Cocoon. There were a lot, there were a lot of people much older than me. Uh-huh. And I said, I cannot be in the inside. <laughs> so I kind of um, stretched out and did my own thing. And as a result, there's a great picture that once I get all my pictures uploaded to social media, there's a great picture that Aaron took of me. It's at the furthest pool away from everything and it's kind of tucked away and every time we were there it was super mm-hmm. or, you know, super busy I happened to go explore and find it I was there all by myself just me in the pool and it overlooks the Colorado River um, and looks at the mountains oh, so it's beautiful yeah but it still was gross <laughs> and my skin smelled like sulfur for two days oh it's supposed goodness. to be really good for you okay can you tell like I've yeah. aged in reverse <laughs> <laughs> you just seem so jittery and anxious and even talking oh. about it. So maybe it's good for some people and good for not other people. It is. There was a lady that we met there who comes every year from Chicago. She's done it now for eight years. She spends a week and literally is in that stinky pool every day for hours on end. Stays at the lodge that's right next door that is, yep. I mean, it looks like from the movie Psycho. So... <laughs> Aaron is so good. Aaron's oh so good gosh. about stretching me and getting me to do things that I I are new to us. So next year, let's horseback ride instead. There you go. Oh my goodness, that's so fun. Oh man, I um. So in my news, I passed my fiftieth book of the year, which Yay, is test. so exciting. We should develop um, a way to do, you know, like audio clips in here like a yay yay yeah that takes a lot of sound editing and i I'm just think we make our place. own we can just make our own yeah make our own but then you yay. have to find the times to insert it in there one of my favorite podcasts though i think i talked about it on here it's called ologies and they do that where they do little voiceovers or like drum rolls or all these little funny things that they insert into the podcast so anyway not at that level 50th book 50th book, yes. Which has been your favorite one so far? Oh my gosh, I can't even, I don't even think I can answer that. One that you one, liked. One that, one I that really you would liked. recommend to any mm. reader, not Ooh. your kind of reader. One that I recommend to any reader. I think that's really hard because I read very like niche things. Were they all niche? Most of them, almost all of them. They're all historical yeah. autobiographies. Not, not as much autobiography. I've done a few autobiographies, mostly um, uh, a lot of like personal self help, and then a lot of like Christian yeah. books. And so one of the ones I really liked, and a person that I love, and he's big into like knowing yourself though too, is Richard Rohr, and he's a big Enneagram yes. guy. Yeah. Um, and he runs the Center for Contemplation and Action out of Santa Fe. Um, and it, he's a, a priest in the Catholic Church, and he his latest book came out this year. It's called The Universal Christ, and I really appreciate it because it's very like a very universalistic thing about. And but he like, just says things in a challenge 
challenging way. And this is, I, this was two books ago. I just recently read it. So it's really stuck with me of, of like, um, you know, uh, Christ was known for who he, the radical people he included, not the way he excluded people. And, um, just a lot about if you can't love one thing, you can't love anything like following the gospel is like radical love for everything and everyone. And, and, you know, one of the things he talked about was, and what I love from my context perspective was, um, the fact that like, um, you know, all of the denominations and the separation in churches now. And, you know, he makes this joke of, did you really think God waited until after he, you know, sent his son after the resurrection, after this, until they got to white evangelical Christian culture to fully reveal himself and his truth, right? Like, and so it was a lot of like really challenging and saying like probably the Jewish heritage. And even before that, there were billions of years prior to really the Jewish people being set apart in the time of ancient Egypt. Um, and before that, where he kind of made a call to action that like God has always been speaking to us, like through creation, um, through people, God is in all people and in all things. And like, let us not just be the image, um, but be in the likeness of Christ. And so just really like challenging, I think. Um, I know that um, Maria Shriver is a big fan of his. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just, I think all of his stuff is so applicable. Even if you don't call yourself a Christian or aren't, don't go to church. He just really calls for a way to love people and love like the world really well. And he comes from such a place of contemplation. Like he drops that word all the time. And that's mm-hmm. like my word of the that's year. So word. I'm like my word of the year, you know, my, I should have also done a year of Richard Rohr. If, you know, well, if yeah. I really thought about but it. Those things but just kind of as law of attraction yes, states, they will come. just continue yeah. to show up. Yeah. Um, and Lamont is I can't get enough of her yeah. stuff right now. So I've poured through two of her books, just like boom, boom, which they're really quick reads, but they're amazing. But she has a very similar approach. Yeah. And I really, I've heard her many, many, many times on podcasts, yeah. you know, her little quotes, yeah. but I've never read any of her books. Oh. And she's hilarious and very deeply, um, she's deep in her faith yeah. for all the reasons that she could be mad yeah and that's what i really like about it yeah so it's good okay so that's been good that's what what was sticking with me i've been i've been the 50th and we're gonna have our 50th episode next time we record and so i'm thinking we have to do something like super special okay because it's 50th like what can we have cake i just need cake sure we can emotional eating (laughs) love it i've been stress eating lately you've been emotional (laughs) eating lately it's been really great around here Oh, man. But we'll think of something. If anybody has an idea, let us know how you want us to celebrate uh, episode 50. Okay. I'm taking notes. We'll put a little bit about Richard Rohr on the um, worth Worth mentioning. mentioning. Yep. And we want your recommendations for... For 50th. Mm -hmm. How do you celebrate your 50th birthday party? Alrighty. So I do have something that I wanted to do today, though. When you always ask about, oh, what should we do? And we never plan this. It just kind of comes and happens. And um, But this uh, exercise has kind of been stirring in my mind lately. I um, got the opportunity the very first week of August, so like, you know, for a month, a month ago, three weeks ago, um, I got the opportunity to go to the learning symposium that was hosted by the Green Hills AEA, which is um, essentially like the ESU, the Education Association 
Association um, in Iowa. They call, they're called the AEAs. And uh, this was Green Hills, and they did an incredible job. It was two full days of learning. We talked about resiliency and being trauma-informed and trauma-proactive. And we talked about mindfulness in the classroom, and it was mostly educators, all kind of in the southeast, uh, southwest Iowa area. Um, and just incredible. I mean, we were some of the only attendees of the conference that weren't educators, but it was the week before school started. Mm -hmm. So it was all these people that were like, the week before school, let me go to a conference about school. Like a lot of, we we sometimes see the very kind of negative perspective of education, working with teachers who might not want kids to leave the classroom during the mentoring time or might feel frustrated by all the work that's involved um, in running the teammates program. So oftentimes I feel like we have not the greatest perception or interactions with a lot of educators. Um, And we love educators. I'm from a whole family of them. Um, And, but sometimes that's just the reality of expectations of curriculum and test scores and what needs to happen within a classroom. And so I loved being in the presence of educators that wanted to make their classrooms and their classrooms the safest space, their schools a better place, and want to see their kids really do incredible things in life. And Mm -hmm. so it was so cool to be there and the energy around that. And then just being so welcomed uh, and so uh, appreciated for being there as teammates. Like I was just a participant. I brought uh, Alexa, our intern, along with me, and we just attended sessions. Uh, We had a few other staff members that were running kind of a vendor booth, get to know teammates, um, which was awesome as well. But I literally just attended sessions all day and it was wonderful. It was so wonderful. Honors your Um, learner. So honors my learner. And just to be there, I wore a teammate's t-shirt every day and we talked a lot in most of the sessions about you know who's in the room and so getting to share a bit about teammates in most of the sessions was great Um, but one of um, my favorite sessions there were so many great sessions one of my favorite was about um, kind of trauma-informed and trauma-responsive being trauma responsive within the classroom, specifically regarding mitigating cultural, culturally sensitive trauma. So it was uh, uh, the lady who ran this, and I don't know the name off the top of my head. I feel like I should have her information here. I downloaded like her whole presentation um, after the session, but she is an education consultant and she worked in Denver Public Schools um, for several years with a large ESL. She's an ESL teacher uh, and she worked with kids from it was over the course of her her like five or so years teaching, it was over 50 countries. She had minimum 10 languages spoken at any given time in her classroom. People coming, mostly refugees, coming from really extreme places of poverty and violence and fear for their life. And so understanding that, um, there's a lot that impedes learning in the classroom right. <laughs> when you come from trauma, right? Uh, and so that's the whole perspective of being trauma responsive within the classroom is understanding that your time with this student might be the only time they have a safe space, um, might be the only time that they feel, um, or could be the potential to be the only time that they feel accepted and able to just belonging. be a kid, yeah. a sense of belonging because their home might not be the safest, mm-hmm. their background might not be the safest. Uh, and so uh, she really talked a lot about like the trauma brain. And if you have trauma, you're working from really a brain of scarcity and survival, which is the opposite of a healthy functioning brain, which first functions from learning mm-hmm. um, and openness and acceptance. 
And so, so many great pieces of information, but one of the things that really stuck with me is an exercise that I wanted to do on Jen and Millie to share with our listeners. I think it'd be a really cool thing to do with your mentee. Um, And I think it's a really great exercise around values and around relationships um, in our lives while it not being like, okay, tell me about your values or tell me about the people in your life that support you. And so, and she worked with an elementary um, classroom. And so this was an exercise that she did. And I can tell a little bit about what then she did as a teacher um, as a result of this exercise, but I just thought it was a cool one. Um, We'll find out her name by the time this episode is over. So we can give her credit. Definitely. We'll give her credit. Um, But this is called, um, and I'll give this researcher credit for the actual exercise is dialectic behavior therapy is what it comes from. It's a mindfulness exercise for children and adolescents. And it's uh, the citation is Christensen 2009. Okay. Say that again. Dialectic dialectical behavior therapy okay is where it kind of comes from dbh dbt 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 (laughs) math is hard and so is the dbt so it's called dbt and this is called the dbt house so what i'm going to have us do is we're going to draw a house just the outline of a house and i'm going to do it with you and your house you might hear a little bit in the background as we draw our houses so draw your house however you want to draw it and your house needs to have a, the house itself, a roof, walls, a door, a chimney, a window, and a billboard. A billboard? A billboard outside your house, which is, I think, a little funny too, because I know you would not be anywhere near a billboard no. with your house. <laughs> but. This used to be my favorite thing to do as a kid. Yeah. Sketch out my Sketch future out your home. future home. So, yes, any, everything you would think of as a traditional I would say suburban home with all your windows and your doors and your chimney. And then you need a billboard. Many windows. <laughs> wow, am I singing today? <laughs> and a billboard. A billboard. Ugh. Sorry. I know. It's, it's a okay. good thing. It's a good thing. I'm just thinking. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> thinking of a for sale sign. <laughs> That's what this looks like. Sorry. Um, billboard. It does a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, what we're gonna do now is, now that you feel like you have your house kind of in good shape, um, and this is like the simple version, there's a more advanced version, but um, on the foundation of your house, we're gonna have you, we're gonna write the values that govern our lives. Mm -hmm. The ideas or the ways of being that are important to us. On the walls, we're going to write anyone or anything that supports us. On the roof, we are going to write, and we're going through this fast because I don't want all these dead pauses right, in, the okay. middle of our, okay. in the middle of our uh, podcast. Like, hold up. Fast forward 15 <laughs> seconds to get to the end of us writing. Um, on the roof, uh, write people or things that protect us. Ooh. <sighs> Sorry. 
<laughs> this is why I said it may be oh, tear-inducing. This could be tear-inducing. Okay. The protect us. Protect us. Mm-hmm. That protect you. So they can be the same as the people on the walls. They could be the same as the people on the walls. And it also can be things as well. Oh. So people or things in both cases. Okay. Yep, people or things that protect you or anyone or anything that supports you. My shield, right? That's what my shield is. When we were in Grand Lake, Aaron used that phrase. I'd use my shield. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. On the door, things that you keep hidden from others. And she said this could be a symbol um, if you wanted to, if you don't want to fully mm-hmm. throw it. out your Got deepest, it. darkest secret. Yeah, it could just be some sort of indication that you know of what you keep from others. Okay. A chimney. Yeah. On the chimney, write ways that you blow off steam or reduce stress. Okay. So eating would be included for both of us. <laughs> healthy and unhealthy, healthy right? And unhealthy. We all have healthy and unhealthy coping mechanisms. I have so many of those. I know, right? My, my um, little chimney is not big enough. Uh, on your billboard, right? See, there's purpose for the billboard. Okay. Something that you're proud of that you want others to see. We ask people to say something that brought up all the time. You can't pause. (laughs) That I want people to see? Yep, something you're proud of that you want others to see. Okay, and then in the window, final one, sorry, a window. Okay. A goal, a vision, or a dream that you have for your future. This is like an awesome vision board. Yeah. Okay, so what'd you think? I love this. We should Isn't use this so at cool. Strengths Day. Oh my gosh, it's such an awesome exercise. So she gave all these examples, and for her, it was a lot of looking at right a trauma informed perspective, looking at what could potentially be areas that are missing from a kid's life, right? Yes. Like she's working with young kids here, so she talked a lot about like if they don't have anything that they can write mm-hmm. on the walls, right. nobody that supports them, right? right? Um, there was one she gave an example of a student that um, said he blows off steam through guns. And so um, there was uh, a coping mechanism or um, something they've done that they've proud of was something negative. And so there were all of these examples of things that um, just through the purposes of something simple like drawing this out, that she could see gaps, places that they aren't supported, Mm -hmm. ways that they might cope in a negative way uh, that could help them. Maybe she could loop in the guidance counselor, uh, loop in uh, maybe the principal, loop in maybe other youth-serving organizations that could help support um, some of the kids in her classroom. So she does this with her students. Yeah. And they can process, well, of course they can. Yeah. They can process all of these questions. Absolutely. We get, so I caught myself getting caught up in, oh, what does that mean? 
define <laughs> that for me. But if you would have given this to me as a second yeah, grader, I could completely. It would have been fine, yes. right? And so she does this right in the fall. And then she says she does this incrementally throughout the year again to see how things change, right? As a way to measure progress. And that was such a cool thing because it really is like a vision mapping. It's a way to see all of the ways that we're supported and loved, and but also the ways where maybe we don't cope with life right. in the best way, right? I like this a lot. I think we could do this for a Strengths Day activity and we could add, um, you know, wh- where would we add, wh- what are your strengths? Mm. Would we add that on the sidewalk? Yeah. Um, I feel like that could totally be a the lower level around, of, yeah. you know, the foundation. But then you've got, we could have a balcony and we could have a basement. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. So this is the advanced one. And I'll show pictures of this there. But Allie's just seen this now. Where it's a house, very similar, all the same similar things. But then there's four levels to the house. There's oh, like, like a that. downstairs and upstairs. That's third level and a fourth level. And then so it's even more advanced where you still do the window and the, the foundation, all of those things again. But then level one is listed behavior behaviors you're trying to gain control over areas of your life or your life you want to change level two is list or draw emotions that you often experience um, that you want to experience more often more fully or in a healthier way level three is list all the ways you are happy um, or the things that you want to feel happy about and then list level four is list or draw what your best life would look like so what i love is this is designed for young students young students and yet here we all are as adults Almost everyone that I do coaching with, that I do sessions with, that we have conversations with, mm-hmm. we're all still searching for that. Yeah, I love it. So would you mind sharing a little bit of specifically what you put down? Sure. What would you like to know? I don't know. Um, let's start with where my foundation is. Yeah. Uh, well-being, connection, engaged, love, joyful hope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is the absolute foundation of what matters most to me. None of what was interesting is that none of this has to do with I didn't I don't have anything here that says career. Yep. And I don't have anything here that says money or stability. Yeah. On any of Which that might look different for another person, right? right? right. If that's what they want to show as success. Right. right. But what I'm thinking is for me just to even see that. Yeah. That helps me piece together, okay, it is never going to be about yeah. this for me and it also helps you put life your own life into context yes. right your own specific place in life and it can help you guide decisions because mm-hmm. you're never going to make a decision out of what is the most lucrative right um so where i am supported my siblings my siblings also were up on the roof as my protectors i am very very grateful for mm-hmm. that i have friends that are like siblings um, and I would say the same thing, um, both the supporters and the protectors, mentors, the supporters, a supportive workplace, a supportive family. Mm-hmm. Um, my protectors, my shields. Purpose was something that I wrote. Hmm. My purpose is a shield, I think, for me and a protector for me yeah. that keeps me grounded in hard days. Yeah. That absolutely. I truly believe that I know that I have something to contribute. Absolutely. Um, siblings, friends, teammates. Um, Let's see, my, my chimney has running, kayaking, meditation, time away, reading, music, and cleaning. <laughs> and I could have made five more, which is also really helpful for me to look at. I have coping mechanisms. Yeah. And sometimes I don't, I don't spend the time. So I haven't ran, I haven't worked out in a month now. And mm. it, it messes with me. Yeah. I know that's what I need. Yep. 
but I have been second one that you listed pushing away from it. Haven't kayaked but once all summer. Yep. Hmm. And for whatever you know, in a when you're in a place of dark or swampy stuff, you just tend to hunker down and think, you know, Mm -hmm. I think I'll just sit here or lay here or be sad. And that's something I need to remind myself I have the coping mechanisms that I need. Mm -hmm. Um, My windows say travel, security, and by security, it just means more um, safe, feeling safe, Mm -hmm. and then peace. And my door has anger, insecurity, and fear. Hmm. And my billboard, that's a really good metaphor. Mm-hmm. My billboard is uh, strength. Hmm. I am very proud of my resilience. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Okay, I want to oh, hear about yours. Oh, it. wow, okay. yours is good. Mine is not good. This was way scrambled you together. You sketch sorry. like you have handwriting. Okay, so I know none of you can see. Well, you're going to show yours. I'm, we'll well, maybe you will. Yeah. Um, I'll take your handwriting is always very precise and beautiful. I do not think this and is so scratchy. I'm sorry. But well, maybe it just come. Maybe yeah. it just flows. Have you yeah. ever thought about um, handwriting in relationship to strengths? Ah. Oh, I feel like it's totally there. I think of April in Wilcox Hildreth. Yes. With discipline. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And her handwriting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a little Interesting. side note. Interesting. Okay. There's a little side note. Yeah. Tell okay, us so about your handwriting. So Give us a handwriting You tell example. me what you think that is. If that is okay. not learner handwriting, I don't know what. I think it's learner. I think it's probably some connectedness, Also too. context. Uh, context. Absolutely. Strategic. Input. Yep. Okay. All right. So a lot of that. Most of them. Um, okay. So for my foundation, and I was trying to proctor you through it as well. So I didn't put as much on this one. I'll fill in more. But so for the values, the things that came first to me was learning. Um, uh, and, and I've always kind of talked about that as the value of enlightenment to me, like a lot of life is continuing to grow and to learn and to mm-hmm. be open to whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. Um, faith and then open mindedness. Um, for the walls, things that support you, um, I have lots of support systems, which is great. I put my parents, uh, my boss, I put you, um, a couple pastors at my church, uh, my siblings, my friends, um, and then I also put things that support me. So books, education systems, um, things yes. like that. Yes. Um, Good. So I've always had great professors and people within education that have supported me. Um, through uh, the roof, people or things that protect me, I put my church, my friends, um, and I put teammates here. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this is this was like a little, this is a little bit of a family to me, um, mm-hmm. not being super close to my family. Um, so that's kind of what protects me. Um, for my door, things I keep hidden from others. Oh, I just am so, I keep hidden my weakness all the time. I'm such a have to show that I am strong and I can handle myself and you know all about this I have a new coaching with Allie um and so it's okay needing to protect the fact that I have potential vulnerabilities um which I aimed and I try to be vulnerable but I know I'm very selective and guarded in what I choose to be vulnerable with and so I protect things I like to keep hidden is that I am weak in some areas um, and the chimney ways that I blow off steam, I put running to that's become a great, um, coping me- mechanism for me again, which is awesome. I put eating, <laughs> stress eating as a negative one. Um, and then I put silence, like silent solitude, um, prayer and journaling. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the billboard's something I'm proud of that I want others to see. I feel like other people see this already, which is great, but I'm really proud of the way um, we have come with research here in teammates. I yes. know we're going really great places, but I think I've really strived to improve and measure the things that are really important to our values as an organization. So we've changed a lot. And to measure them with integrity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is inc- an incredible piece that you have brought yeah. yep. is we now have measurements yep. that we can say are actually yep. For being sure. done yeah. with integrity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm all about that. And so I just think that that's a cool thing that, that I am proud of and I'm thankful that other people get to see it because we share a lot of our data um, with people and the impact of teammates. And I know we're going to even bigger and better places, but I'm very proud of that. Um, aspect and then vision or goal and dream I have for the future um, more education like finishing up my master's um, I put um, just personal growth uh, just in terms of you know seeing myself grow and I always talk about smoothing out the rough edges <laughs> talk about all my pet peeves and the things that drive me nuts about people sometimes and so um, I really love the idea my vision for the future is to be someone that can love everybody and I have to choose intentionally that every day um, but I hope you, that it gets easier with time <laughs> have you seen pink her recent challenge no it's to not criticize what for one day Wow. Criticize no ooh, one ooh. <laughs> for one day. Oh my goodness. That's hard. I don't even know how to regulate those thoughts in my head. But yes. I don't even yes. know if it's thoughts. <laughs> I think it's just out loud. Out loud? Oh, okay. Out loud, maybe I can handle that. But <laughs> okay. And then I put traveling. One of my goals is to um, travel to all um, seven continents in my lifetime. And so I am partially there. So um, yeah. Was that it? And the window. Yep. I love this activity. I really think we should use it for Strengths Day, but give people lots of time to ponder and to decorate their house. Yes, absolutely. Um, So I was thinking we could give them even, you know, like give them things that they could add to it. Like give them pictures, bring in lots of old magazines and let them cut out images. And even just curate a list of other things, right? Right. Like where, you know, your talents come out. I drew on my original one during this session. We got a little bit more time, but I did um, windowsill planter boxes. Yeah. And so even to do something like what helps you grow, like what cultivates your growth. um, It's super, it's super similar to us Mm -hmm. doing the, who are you? What do you love? What do you need? Yep. But doing this in a way that also identifies how we could do this with our mentee, mm-hmm. which is a great practice yeah, activity. absolutely. But also looking just even in the room and understanding that everyone's house looks different. Yeah. And back to being trauma-informed, um, I just read a little Glennon Doyle piece over the lunch hour about, you know, that quote, everyone is fighting a hard battle, be kind. Yeah. She has this um, graphic, and if I can find it, I'll send it to you so you can add, or I can add it to the worth mentioning. It's a graphic that shows how much you know about someone mm-hmm. and how much you don't know. And, the, and what you know is this tiny little yeah. sliver. And mm-hmm. that's really applicable when it comes to our mentees. Absolutely. You yeah. never see the full school day. You never see the full school week. You never see them in their element at home. Yeah. Um, but the assumptions that we make. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I trained a new group of, of trainers and we talked pretty extensively about how as mentors we have to leave our expectations at the door. And that's really hard for me in general, in life. Um, I was, I have been really pondering this recently. If my kids five years from now, 10 years from now were to describe their childhood, would they refer to their mom as intense? So you missed um, seeing Lauren. Lauren spoke at Kiwit and she told her mentoring story and she said, um, 
And I was very proud of her. I didn't prompt her. I didn't give her the script. I, she sent it to me and said, could you print this for me? I'm not going to be back in the office before I need it. I said, okay. And I read it and I was like, oh, I might change that. And I didn't. I left it alone. <laughs> and I was very, very proud of her. But one of the things that she did after is they took questions from the group. Mm-hmm. And Lauren said, I think most of you in here probably know my mom because I've trained a lot of those mentors yeah. and a lot of people in the room knew me. Mm-hmm. And she said, my mom is like this. And you can't see me here, but it's the, um, I have my hand flat. It's the chopping block. Um, my kids probably see me as extraordinarily strict and high expectations. Mm. She said, I just needed someone who had a different voice than my mom's. Yeah. And it's really struck me about managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the time with all my interactions. When I get mm-hmm. irritated, pet peeves are triggered. Oh, when yeah. I'm thinking about... Why is this person doing this? Mm-hmm. And totally taking it personal, thinking they're doing this for me yeah. because they want to get at me. <laughs> yeah. um, managing my own expectations. Yeah. We use the phrase, meet people where they are, often. I don't really think that we're diving deep as to what that means. Mm-hmm. We use the term servant leadership around here often. Yeah. I don't really think that we have all the same definition of what that yeah. means because servant leadership would never mean self-serving. Mm-mm. And, and I catch myself sometimes. I'm thinking, you know, am I doing this because this brings me joy or am I doing this because I want to make a difference in someone else's life? Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. really thinking about the decisions that I make. Is it self-serving or is it serving others? Is it managing my own expectations yeah. or is it really hoping that someone will fulfill my expectations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's a constant dialogue I think mm-hmm. that we should have with ourselves. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to challenge you again because I don't think you did it, but I want you to listen to the podcast after we're done. Okay. <laughs> the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then just notice the things that you hear us saying. So I am finding the place I'm in right now is swampy fog yeah. where I don't, I can't really recollect things and I don't know where my car is and mm. I forget 90% of what I'm doing. And I think really everything I'm producing right now, I'm in the wandering stage. And I remember this 10 mm. years ago um, when I didn't have my kids at home all the time anymore. And we were going through a divorce and I would wander from room to room. I could never finish a task and mm. I had no idea what I was doing. And I would get somewhere and be like, Oh, I forgot. What, what am I doing in here? More than just the standard what am I doing in this room kind of thing that people experience. It's a very depth. And if I I had not experienced it before, I would start to think right now I have dementia. It's Mm. that severe. And I noticed last night at home it was happening bad. I mean, I'm starting pasta and then I'm forgetting about laundry and I'm like, why is this open and what did I start? It is this wandering, I'm not really in focus Yeah. because emotions are too high. So I've been thinking about that because I'm thinking, do I remember 90% of what I said during the day? Hmm. So when I go back and I listen to these, sometimes if you would ask me tomorrow what we talked about, (laughs) I could tell you maybe two of them. Yeah. But I don't know that I could tell you all of it. Hmm. And our, our voices are recorded. Yeah. And I need to sometimes listen to these so that I hear what I'm actually saying. (laughs) Because we're both verbal processors. Absolutely. So it's yeah. good to listen back yeah. at your own voice and say, oh, exactly what was I saying there? I think that's interesting. Hmm. So I'm going to challenge you to do that. I, I, will, I will go back and listen to this episode. I generally do not. 
and it actually goes back to expectations because I listen to it and I'm only critical of myself. Okay, Tess, we have to change that narrative. <laughs> but it's it's all it's all. Okay, about so I hope you listen to this and think I am so. Pro- I told you about Lauren <laughs> with my daughter, who high self assurance said she did the podcast with Hannah. Yeah. And she listened to it afterwards and she said, I am sorry, but I think I sound really like I know what I'm doing. And her dad and I were just like, who raised this kid? Um, it's been great to raise a confident child, but so interesting. Mm-hmm. But she said that. She was like, I think I really made a lot of sense. I sounded really, I sounded really good. I never feel that way yeah. when I listen back to this, but I do think some of the things we talk about mm-hmm. are so real Yep. And so vulnerable that that reconnects me to my purpose. Absolutely. That if one person listens to this and thinks, okay, it's okay for me to feel this mm-hmm. door, yeah. the house door here, anger, insecurity, fear. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel um, the vulnerable pieces. Mm-hmm. Then we're doing what we should be doing. Yeah. With every intention of what we hope for these podcasts to be mm-hmm. and what we hope for every mentor to get out of this and take back to their mentee. Yeah. Because a mentor is one of the greatest house builders here. Absolutely. And how awesome would this be? Oh, I wish I could have done this with Haley. Every year, twice a year, at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, yeah. for every year that we've been together. That's so neat. That would be mm-hmm. so cool. So those of you who are new mentors, Do maybe it. think about doing yeah. that. I, I want to do this with my mentee. I think it'll be great just even to have dialogue about things that how do you normally have dialogue about it, right? Right. Like how do you have dialogue about, you know, values and your visions for the future without, you know, I mean, you can ask questions about that. But I feel like oftentimes we might focus on one of these areas but what? not how they look holistically. Right. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this, right, is it really is that this is a whole picture of the self right of everything that you're going through everything that you've gone through everything you currently have in the places that you want to be going um and so i think that's a really neat it was just a really cool depiction and gosh i I know it was i like the billboard yeah because (laughs) as much as you griped about it first but that may be a great way for us to reframe the question what are you proud of by saying what's on your billboard this week yeah that's good what's your billboard look like yeah um, boy, that would be a great Facebook question. <gasps> Ooh, that's good. A great social media question. What's on good. your billboard this week? It's on your billboard this week. I love it. Oh my goodness. It'll be fun. So I'll definitely post this exercise and each of the areas to draw this. And I'd encourage you to do it um, with your mentee and draw your own house. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're coming to Strengths Day, you might have just gotten a precursor into what you're going to experience. So, uh, yeah. But you didn't give away the next levels. I did. I read them. Well, kind of, <laughs> kind of ish, but I think this will expand it more. You a bit. could spend mm-hmm. a great amount of time on this, yeah, and I'm absolutely. actually thinking I should go home and spend a little time thinking about this. That's good. That's good. What else? You're what always else? bringing great things into my. Oh, I try, man. This is not, brain. and this wasn't even me. It was a collection of, um, of yes, this awesome uh, consultant and education consultant, and um, I'll make sure that we share her information in the comments of the episode, and I will definitely uh, share the exercise itself, and then um, anything else we can probably link it on the worth mentioning board. Yep. So we'd love to see your guys' houses if we can. Um, yeah, I do want to send us your house. Send us your house. Tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> oh, you could do so many more metaphors. What are, what's on your keys? What's your key ring look yeah. like? The things you're responsible for. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 
See what happens when we verbally process. Oh gosh, gosh. You're brilliant. <laughs> we we You're are brilliant. brilliant. Um, <laughs> we're going to mention Richard Rohr. I'm going to check in and make sure I get that link to worth mentioning. And then I'd like for our listeners to tell us what do you want us to talk about on our 50th. On our 50th. Elebration. Yes. Uh, Elebration. Holy cow. Oh, man. How do you want us to celebrate 50? Five, zero. How should we celebrate? How should we celebrate? Um, what would you like us to talk about? Yeah. What does 50? Okay, so you don't know this skit. This is so well-timed. Oh, gosh. Um, Sally McNally was a was an SNL character. Okay. Um, Molly Shannon yep. was the person who played her. Okay. And she does this whole bit where she's like, I can kick, I can stretch, I'm 50. And she does all of, I mean, it is <laughs> absolutely, I'm going to send it to you so you know what it looks like. It is so funny. And while we were in Grand Lake... We use that a lot. Oh no! Oh we my use gosh. it a lot because yeah. um, everything was amazing. But sh- Sally McNally has this—I mean, hilarious sketch. Those of you who are listening know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving her the blanks. I'm like, I'm sure it's great, I but I just kick, <laughs> I can stretch. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm 50. <laughs> so cool. Well, um, thanks everybody for tuning in. We will, um, yeah, just a couple action items. I think you summed it up well. Send us uh, your suggestions or thoughts on how we can best celebrate episode 50. Um, Fitty. Fitty. Fitty cent. Um, and a little bit of uh, maybe how... Uh, what's just been going on lately? How about a check-in? Uh, yeah. One of my goals was uh, a mid-year, uh, or one of my goals for the year was to read, uh, you know, over 30 books, which now I've reached 50. And so, Fitty! Yeah, Fitty! Ah! What are the, what are the chances? Um, but, uh, so if you set any goals at the beginning of the year, how are you doing on those things? Um, and then a little bit of, Terrible. have you been on vacation recently? <laughs> Allie talked a little bit about her vacation and what were maybe some takeaways from your time away from home. And then finally, we would encourage you to do this, uh, this house exercise, the DBT house. Uh, I'll send you the information. We'll make sure we tag it on our Instagram as well as sending it in a follow-up email if you're on one of our emails. Um, And we'd encourage you to share uh, your reflections, maybe share what you put on your house, but also how the experience was for you, just in terms of almost creating a vision mapping of kind of your life uh, based on where you're at right now. So Thanks, everybody, um, for tuning in to episode 49 of Jen and Millie. Um, If you enjoyed the conversation and the exercise you did today, consider sharing this episode with a friend to interact with us and share your responses to the questions and exercise that we brought up today. Follow us on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.